Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart podcast. I am your host, Karen Litzy, and this is podcast number 182. And in today's podcast, we are focused on copywriting. This is something I know I struggle with. I find looking at uh, healthcare providers' websites, I think it's something they struggle with. And so that's what this podcast is all about. So get your pens, get your pencils, get your notebooks, your phones, however it is you take notes, because you're going to want to take a lot of notes here. And I should also uh, also be noted, I sound a little weird today because I'm sitting here with the flu. I've got like a 102 degree fever. So I'm hoping that like I just remember that I actually did this intro because odds are I probably won't remember. I've been in and out of a stupor all day going to the doctor and getting medication. So I'm probably sleepwalking this as we speak. But um, I do know that this podcast, which I did not do while in the bouts of a fever and a flu, was amazing. And my guest is Ram JB. He is a special educator, entrepreneur, copywriter, and small business mentor based in New York City. In 2010, Ram founded RJB Educational Services Incorporated, an in-home tutoring business. He has been able to grow his business by focusing on creating systems that decrease cost while increasing revenues and profits. Ram is also a copywriter that works with entrepreneurs, small businesses to better market and sell to their ideal clients. So he was great. And this is what we're going to talk about today. So if any of these subjects interest you, you're going to want to listen to this whole thing and to the Thursday quickie, which... By the way, this Thursday is Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving to everyone in the United States who's celebrating Thanksgiving, and as a result, the Thursday quickie will be on Friday, because I think Thanksgiving, you should be unplugged, you should be present, you should be in the moment with your family and friends and whoever you're celebrating with, so no Thursday quickie, it's going to be a Friday quickie this week, so just a little programming note there. Okay, getting back to today's podcast, what we talk about today are the formula of how to write effective copy that sells. And I mean sells like normal sales, not sleazy car salesman sales. And if anyone was at the PPS meeting last weekend, Daniel Pink, Gary Vaynerchuk talked about this, talked about this sales and and how to do it the right way. And and Ram talks about that today uh, in our interview. We also talk about copy that presents you as an authority in your field. Again, not in a braggy, icky way, but in a normal way. And why should physical therapists know and understand the power of effective copy? And finally, how can physical therapists tap the language of their ideal clients? This was good. So make sure you listen for that because some really amazing hints. Um, He graciously tailored this whole talk to healthcare and to physical therapists. And I'm pretty sure most people listening to this is going to take what he said and put it on his website. And and I hope that you do because it was pretty amazing. Um, So I want to thank Ram uh, from the bottom of my heart. He was wonderful. And like I said, a little programming change this week. The Thursday quickie is going to be a Friday quickie because Thursday is Thanksgiving. And I just mentioned the PPS conference. So this is, I guess in preparation for next Monday, uh, Sandy Hilton and I, during the PPS conference, went around and we interviewed people using my cell phone with the app Boss Jock and a lovely shoot tiny little microphone that sounded pretty amazing, actually. And I'm going to air that next week. So it's a bit of a PPS wrap up. We kind of get uh, thoughts from a whole bunch of people that were at PPS. So 
I look forward to that next week. But today, get your pens, your paper, your note-taking, however you do it. Get ready to take notes on how to write effective copy that sells. So thank you very much and enjoy this podcast. Hey, Ram, how are you? Thank you for coming on the podcast. How you doing, Karen? Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for allowing me to speak with your audience. It's really my pleasure and honor. Yeah, and I have to say, I'm really looking forward to listening to all you have to say on writing effective copy. Um, I will, as a disclaimer, say in the beginning, it's totally selfish because I <laughs> want to learn how to write better copy. So this is like a totally selfish podcast. But I think that a lot of my audience will really, really appreciate this. So, But before we get into all of that uh, copy, uh, writing effective copy that sells, um, let's talk a little bit about you and your background. So could you give the listeners a little glimpse into what you do every day? Well, I do, I'm an educator. I'm a special education teacher in New York City. I also own my own in-home tutoring service where we travel to the home of clients and tutor their children one-on-one. And I write copy. And That's basically it. <laughs> so how did you get into the tutoring biz? I got into the tutoring business when I graduated, when I finished my graduate degree um, studies at Queens College mm-hmm. in Queens. When I finished my master's, I basically became bored because it was the first September in my life, the first four. I did not have to go back to school and I was working full time. And as a teacher, you know, we don't we don't break the bank every every month. So I wanted to have some kind of extra income coming in. And tutoring was basically the no brainer. And I started doing my research. I learned the market. I learned the industry. I struggled at the beginning because I had no idea what I was doing, like most entrepreneurs. But I learned, I invested in myself, I invested in my education, and the business has grown for the past five years. Yeah. So tell everyone sort of how, because it's not just you, going out. So tell everyone kind of how has it grown since you started it five years ago? Where are you at now? I started by myself and after a while I started having too many clients. I couldn't service them. So I spoke to some of my colleagues and told them, you know, I started this business. I would love you to work with me. And they agreed because they knew, liked and trusted me. They agreed to, to help me out and they started working with me as independent contractors. And now we have close to 30 independent contractors throughout New York City going out, going, going out to clients to tutor their children. Yeah, which is incredible in five years to grow that much. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank um, you. Now, how, is this a word of mouth type of a situation? Is this, how are you getting all of your clients? It's word of mouth. As you know, is the most powerful marketing tool, word of mouth, Craigslist, and a lot of Guerrilla marketing, basically. Mm-hmm. We go out there, we grassroots, we put out put out flyers, we go to events. I have a whole street team that helped me out with, in that in that aspect. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, you name it. We try to maximize every marketing tool that we can in order to grow the business. Okay, so now let's let's cut to the chase here. What everybody wants to learn more about. So obviously, in all that marketing, you have to write effective copy. So if you have copy that's boring and ho hum, people are just going to ho hum. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> people are going to just gloss right over it, right? So let's exactly. talk. Let's talk about 
Um, do you have a specific formula that you use to write effective copy? I do. I do. And it's something that basically anyone could use okay. to write effective copy. And it's, it's all starts out with one, identifying your ideal client. You need to identify your ideal client. And in your case, the ideal patient. Who is this ideal patient? What does he or she do for a living? Where does he or she hang out, on or offline? How does this person speak? Where, where do they go in order to try to find information? What, what keeps them up at night? What's, what's their pain point? And no point intended. Right, <laughs> because yes. You deal with, yes. Because <laughs> you, you deal with pain. So you have to ask this question about this individual and try to identify them. For me, I name my, my ideal client, basically my avatar. My ideal avatar is Lisa. Lisa is a, is a career woman, busy, and don't have enough time to do homework or help her child academically. So that's where we come in to help Lisa out. We're providing Lisa academic peace of mind along with her children. So that's interesting. So your ideal avatar is not the child. It's the mother. It's the mother. Interesting. Exactly. Because the mother is who's making the decision. The mother is who's staying up at night and thinking, how can I help my child do better after that first report card, after that second report card, after the teacher has called me? The mother's really the one staying up at night. The, ch the child is not stressed over the fact that they just got a 70 and the mother wanted them to get an 85. <laughs> They're pretty happy. Right. That's interesting. You know, I was at a conference over last week and one of the breakout sessions I was in, they said, you know, if you can, uh, if, if you can grab the attention of sort of the, the woman of the house, the, the, the household leader, if you can get that woman's attention, that mom, that wife, they're the ones making the decision in the household and boy, will they bring you business. Exactly. Exactly. And with, with Lisa, going back with Lisa, Lisa may have discretionary income. But if, let, if let's say Lisa is married, she's even a better prospect because she has more discretionary income to spend on her child and music lessons and in tutoring and other activities that she wants her child to be participating to become better. And so when you do this, when you're finding or identifying your ideal client, your ideal patient, your avatar, are you writing a robust story around this person? Because I, I just want people to know it's more than just saying, oh, well, my ideal client is someone who's injured. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not quite as specific. So can you talk a little bit more as to the system you use to really get deep into that ideal customer? What I do, I do, I do a lot of research. I do a lot of research. And I... Google's my best friend. We, we basically grew up together. <laughs> I do a lot of research in, in terms of, and I'll explain more of how I do my research. I go on Facebook, and you, you can do that too as a PT. You go on Facebook, and you, go in, you join groups, because there are a lot of groups out there that has to do with physical therapy. That has to do with people that are in pain, chronic pain, any kind of pain that you, you, you as a physical therapist can help them. So they join these groups in order to have to be with like-minded individuals and people that are, are having the same issues. And within those groups, 
you will find a conversation. You will start finding the language that they are using in order to describe their pain. You will start, you will start knowing how it, the pain affects them in their daily lives. You will find how the pain is causing them issues that they never thought that they had before. And you could also go on Amazon and go to the books that have to do with pain, pain relief. And you could type pain relief in Amazon. You could type chronic pain. And within those books, those books have reviews. And once you go on those reviews, the individuals that read them are actually going to tell you how the book helped them or did not help them, what they were looking for and didn't find or what they were looking for that they found and what basically caused an emotional connection with them. Reading those reviews, you will start learning more of the language because it all, when it comes to copy, you have to understand one, we already spoke about the ideal client and two, the language of that ideal client. You wanna use that, the language of the ideal client in order to communicate with the ideal client. If your ideal client speaks, for example, to make it very simple, if your ideal client speaks English and you try to communicate with them in Spanish, they will have, no idea, what you're yeah. <laughs> they will have no idea what you're talking about. But if they speak English and you're communicating with them in English, they'll understand. And going back to, to the patient, whatever is causing the patient to stay up at night, and if you are able to pinpoint that pain, to, to pinpoint that pain point, you will define that problem better than that patient can even define the, define the problem themselves. And once you are able to define a problem better than someone can define it for themselves, you already grab their attention. And in defining the problem, you are the one that's proposing the solution. Yes. I love I love that you said I never I have to say I've never thought about going on Amazon and and looking up book reviews and stuff. That's brilliant. And also I think when people think about joining Facebook groups, I know let's say physical therapists or healthcare practitioners, we join Facebook groups with other health practitioners, but without the people that we're trying to help. And then we wonder why we can't get our word out, right? Exactly. Genius. I love exactly. it. Exactly. I love exactly. it. Exactly. You cannot join. Of course, you should join and know exactly what's happening in your profession, in sure, your industry. Sure, sure. That's fantastic for your own education. But how are you going to communicate with your clients? Absolutely. For example, what I do, I join mom groups. I join mom groups. And from there, I'm able to see what mothers are worried about, what mothers are complaining about, what, what pain points mothers are having especially when it, when it comes to their academic, with academic issues with their children. And one of the biggest issues that mothers are having is they do not understand what the common core learning standards are and how, it, and how it affects their children's, their child's education. So I was able to incorporate this into my copy when it comes to promoting and, and my website and everything that I do, because I know you're having issues with it. And I can be that person that help you in terms of my tutoring company and service. Yeah, no, I love it. So, and I love, like you said, if you can define the problem better than your client can define the problem, then of course you can offer that solution. So it's sort of, 
you're you're tapping into to the needs they don't even know they need, but when they hear it, they need it. Exactly. Because right? once you once you once they hear it, like whoa, they'll think they'll think you you're actually a mind reader. Right. They'll think you're a mind reader. No, I love it. That's so great. Okay, so so we've got our ideal client avatar or ideal patient avatar. We've done our research. We've we have a better idea of the language they use because I find this a lot that physical therapists, people in the medical profession, we tend to use our jargon quite a bit. And and sometimes you don't realize that not everybody knows the jargon. So it's really important to get to tap into the language that other people are using. Um, how do you incorporate that language into your copy simplistically but not sort of dumbing it down. Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean, and I'm glad. I'm glad you you said simplistically. <laughs> it, it has to be simple mm -hmm. because if you get too complex and using jargon, you're gonna you you will lose your your audience. So what I suggest and what I do and what and even what I do when I work with small businesses mm -hmm. in writing copy is that once you did the once you've done the research you now know the benefits that the patient in your in 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 your terms and or the clients mm -hmm. you know the benefits that they're looking for because once you know the problem you know how to solve it for example as a physical therapist when it comes to pain people come to you for what benefits to for pain re pain reduction mm -hmm. improve mobility Re, re, reducing the the need for surgery or pres prescriptive medicine absolutely and decrease stress yeah those are the benefits that your there patients you are go coming. we can end the interview no I'm just kidding <laughs> those are the benefits that your patients are seeking when they come to you sure so therefore in your copy you need to focus on those benefits right because so it's, no go ahead no, what, what I was saying is that everyone's favorite station, as you may know, is WIIFM. What's in it for me? Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> in, 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 so people don't care about the fact that you, 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 you have these things, you have this, you have that, you know, all the different features in your office. They just want to know the benefit that you're able to provide them. Sure. Clearly, clearly stated and, and in a way that's non, I don't want to say non-intrusive, but in a way that doesn't feel like icky. Non-threatening. Non-threatening. That's yes. Non-threatening. <laughs> yeah. Icky, non-threatening, same thing. But yeah, in a non-threatening way, because if you have a person that's already in pain, the last thing they want to do is feel threatened by the copy that they're reading or, or, or when they're, when the patients are doing their research, let's say going onto your website, if they see something that's not, that's going to feel threatening, they'll click right off, right? Exactly. And that's why it's very important, even even the headline on your on your website, anything that they see, the text and the image, mm -hmm. it needs to be very welcoming, warm, and understanding. Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, I love WIIFM. I, ha I was not aware of that radio station, but yeah. <laughs> Now, and that's that's everyone's favorite radio station. Yeah, what's in it for what's me? What's in it for me? It's and, very and true. When, 
And when you're writing copy, if you could focus on what's in it for your patients or your clients, you are on the right track. Right. Because you're speaking to them and you're speaking their language. Right. So it's sort of taking the focus off you as the practitioner and putting that focus on the patient, which we talk about all the time. Make, make the patient or make the client your central focus. It's not about you. It's about the patient. And I had one person say, it's not about you and it's all about you. You just have to know how to sort of toe that line, you know, because it's not about you, what I can get, get, get as the practitioner, but it is about you, about what you're going to offer. Exactly. And you're offering benefits, not features. Oh. It, you don't, you don't need to, you don't need to focus so much on the latest machine that you have in your office. I agree with that. You know, we have the best people working in our office. Every office has great people working on them. No, yeah, no one's going to say, come to our <laughs> office, everybody sucks. <laughs> exactly. Uh -huh. So you have to focus on the benefits, not the features. Mm, love it. Benefits, not features. That's very important. Um, okay, so we've got the ideal avatar. We've done our research. We've got the language down and the lingo that our patients can use. We know now that we want to come from a place of giving benefits, not features, of tell, get, allowing the patient or the potential client to, to realize what, what you're going to give them, exactly. right? Okay. Exactly. So what else do we have to worry about in copy? And, and, and taking, taking that one step further yeah. with the benefits part, ultimately, what a, what a, what a physical therapist is selling is a better quality of life. I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. Yeah, you're not selling dry needling. You're not selling Therex. You're selling that person hope for a better way of life, right? Exactly. Exactly. Now, with the quality of life, we're speaking of even the ability to earn a living. Sure. Yeah. Because if you're not, if you're not mobile, you're not able to, to go about your life as you usually do, then you're not going to be able to earn a living. You're not going to be able to partake in the leisure activities that you usually take part of. For example, playing basketball with your friends or family and doing those things that you once enjoyed before the pain or before 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 you had to deal with, with the issues that you're dealing with, mm -hmm. that you have to go to a physical therapist. So the ultimate self selling point is a better quality of life. Yeah, I could not agree more. And I think sometimes that gets a little lost. You know, I think it gets a little lost sometimes. Like when you're focusing on your features instead exactly. of your benefits. That's huge. Okay. Exactly. So what else what else is in that formula? Now, once you 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 already you already define your ideal client. Mm -hmm. You did your research, mm -hmm. you focus on the benefits. And your your ultimate selling point. Mm -hmm. It's now you can introduce yourself as it as an authority in your field. And how do you do that? You can do you can do this in many different ways, and you know everyone have their own style of doing it. You can introduce the fact that you spent years in school. Mm -hmm. You can introduce the fact that you you are always continuously learning. And improving your skills, mm -hmm. you can improve. You can introduce all of those. Not too, not too long. 
because you don't want to you don't want anyone thinking that you're bragging yeah (laughs) i was just gonna ask like where's the point of being a bragger versus just kind of telling giving people your almost like your cv right but and actually i'm glad you said that uh uh-huh because when you're introducing yourself you're introducing your story you're introducing your story. You're not gonna say just, "Oh, I'm I'm um, Karen, and um, I'm a physical therapist. I am this wonderful physical therapist award winner. I have plenty of practices. I travel the world. I do back black." Uh, um, yeah, back, that sounds braggy. It sounds braggy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. if you introduce yourself, and why did you get into physical therapy? How how have your journey been? What are some things that have affected you, affected you emotionally and also professionally? And why are you still in this industry? So and it's okay to get that personal on your, with your copy. Exactly. Exactly. Because you have to have a level of vulnerability. And that's something that's lacking in a lot of businesses. You know, solopreneurs, big businesses, small businesses. You have to have some level of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Because that's what's going to cause people to connect with you. Because at the end of the day, they're not they're not really buying your services. They're buying you. A hundred percent. Yeah. So they need to be able to know who this person is. They need to to know the fact that you, for example, that I got into physical therapy because I wanted to help individuals improve their mobility. I wanted people to live a better quality of life, and I believe that. Being a physical therapist has allowed me to do that for the past 20 years. Am I where I want to be? No, I want to learn more. I want to I want to be able not just to help individuals improve their mobility and quality of life, but I want them to help be able to help themselves to do that as well. Okay, I feel like everybody's going to have that on their file. <laughs> no, that's you're right. That's amazing. And and that connects. Mm-hmm. You know, that definitely connects. What about telling like a, a personal story of maybe you became like, so for instance, I am really passionate about treating people with chronic pain conditions because I myself lived through some chronic pain for a number of years. So is it okay to introduce that very personal story and how you overcame it or is that too much? It's excellent because not only are you treating individuals with chronic pain, but you also are someone you are also someone who had to deal with chronic pain. So therefore you understand that pain. Mm-hmm. You're building a le- level of empathy and sympathy that they may not they will never get from someone else. They may never get from someone else. Mm-hmm. But you, so therefore when you're dealing with them, you understand. You you'll be you'll be more kind. That's what that's what that, that copy will speak to them. That she'll be kind. She she understands the pain. She understands the life. She understands the fact that when you have to deal with chronic pain, there are certain issues that you have other people don't understand. You're building a very deep connection with, with, with your prospective patients. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's, as you're saying all this, it's, what's running through my head is like, what's on my website now? I think <laughs> I need to do some tweaking. But no, I think, and, and is that how you present yourself as the authority in the field. So it's not so much that you have X, Y, and Z certifications because 
there, there are all these different certifications for physical therapy. So, you know, some physical therapists have like 5 million initials after yes. their name. <laughs> yes, I'm yes. sure everybody's <laughs> seen that. But as the consumer, do you really know what any of that means? No. He's shaking his head no, everyone, just so <laughs> Absol- you know. <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah. And what I care more about is the person behind those letters. Mm. That's what I care more about. Mm-hmm. The fact that I know that you have suffered through chronic pain will make me want to deal with you more as, a, as someone that could help me with my problem to provide a solution because you've been there. And, and in building yourself as an authority, it's not all about, it's not about the, the letters, the certifications. Yes, they're there. But at the same time, it's your story that you're selling. It's your story. Always remember that you're selling your story. And when you sell your story, you're selling, you, I, I hate to say it, but it's true, you're selling yourself. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and like I said before, it's you that they're buying at the end of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. And how can you do that? So, you know, we've stepped into the sales realm, right? And a lot exactly. of a lot of physical therapists don't think of being in sales, quote unquote, when you're in physical therapy. I mean, I just came off of a conference where the two keynote speakers that I saw speak were Daniel Pink and I Gary. Love him. Yeah, he's great. He was great. And Gary Vaynerchuk. Also great. Yes. And what Gary said that was very true is you're sort of a media company first and a physical therapy company second. Because if you can't get the word out that, so that people know where you are, what you do, and, and how you do it, it doesn't matter. You could be the best PT in the world. If nobody knows about it and nobody can connect with you, you're in trouble. And that's where the copy comes in. So the big idea of his, your media company first, a physical therapy company second, that's sort of that big umbrella idea, but now how do we how do we break that apart and get our ideal customers to buy into that sale? One, be yourself. Know who you are and what you're about. And two, I understand the fact that no one wanna present themselves as a quote unquote salesperson, salesman or saleswoman. You need to present yourself as a consultant. What what do, what do a consultant um, do? A consultant asks questions. A consultant seeks to understand. A consultant asks more questions mm-hmm. and seeks to understand further. Mm-hmm. That's basically what a consultant do. And once the consultant understands now your needs, your pain points. It goes back to what you said in the beginning. Exactly. You know, you know their what they need better than they do. So then you can provide the solution the to solution. the problem. Got exactly. it. Got it. And in the realms of sales, once again, people do not buy products or services. They buy other people. Yeah. That's what happens. They buy other people. So therefore, people buy from their friends. They buy from people that they feel like they know, that they like. And that they can trust. Absolutely, yeah. And and physical therapy, a lot with physical therapy, you're dealing with people who are very vulnerable. So that trust really needs to be there because if they come to you and they don't trust you, boy, I got to tell you, it makes for a much harder physical therapy plan of care if you don't have that person, quote unquote, buying in to your plan of care. Exactly. 
And one way that I would highly suggest for any physical therapist to build trust, have you ever spent some time in your waiting room? I don't have a waiting room, but I did, in the, but I used to in the past. Yes, absolutely. When, when you have your waiting room, try to spend some time in the waiting room and speak to, speak to, the, individual, uh, to the patients that are waiting to be cared by you. One, you've left your comfort zone and entered their environment. Mm -hmm. you, have, you, you, you have broken that wall of separation, that barrier of, I'm in my office, you come in, and then I do what I have to do. I ask you these questions, the session's over, and you go home. Mm -hmm. You spend some time with them in the, in the waiting room or waiting area and speak to them. Ask them, how was, how was your day? How, how, how have it been since the last time I've seen you? Mm -hmm. And have a, have a conversation. Because what happens with this, with this world that we're living in, no one stopped to have a conversation with each other anymore. And business could, be, it could become so impersonal because of the fact that people are not talking to each other face to face. So if you, when you do that, that, they put you in a different category like, wow. She cares or he cares so much that he actually came here and sat with me and spoke to me. If I have a friend that have chronic pain, I need to I need to refer them to Karen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you, from there, you're building you're building a very strong base of referrals. Absolutely. Yeah. And like you said in the beginning, that word of mouth is the best best marketing tool we've got. Right. Ever best ever. Yeah, yeah. And and from when, when that situation of the waiting room, you're treating the individual as a person. They're not being treated as a number. They're not being treated as someone that that's holding uh, an insurance card. They, they are being treated as a person, as human mm -hmm. being, as a human being. So in your practice, being more humanistic. And further building and that rapport, further building that connection that will take not only you to a next level, but your patients to the next level in that trust and understanding. Absolutely. And so here's something that it just brought to mind. So let's say you have this beautiful copy on your website mm -hmm. that is everything we just talked about, right? That builds trust, that shows you it, that you're an authority. It's a copy that sells without being salesy and icky. And, and the person comes in to see you and you're not like that in real life. Exactly. Uh oh. <laughs> that's that's a problem, and that goes back to being yourself. Uh huh. Because your copy should be a representation of you. And if the, your copy is a representation of you, therefore every action you take in your business, basically in your life, represents those principles behind the copy. Sure, sure. So you have to make sure that not only. Are you putting pen to paper, but that you're sort of walking the walk? Exactly. Right? Exactly. You have to make sure, like you said, that your copy reflects your vision, your mission, your principles. And that when you're seeing that person in real life, IRL, um, that you're still embodying that. Because you don't want to have that disconnect between your copy and what you're like in person. Because then that what's going to happen is they ain't coming back. They're not coming back. Yeah. And then and someone you know, a repeat client or a repeat patient is the best patient you have. Mm -hmm. You don't want them coming once and say, you know, and that's even that's that's terrible marketing, too, because they're going to go and tell their friends that physical therapist was 
horrible. Yeah, of course. And word of mouth works both ways, positively and negatively. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And so I think like we've we've sort of covered this a little bit, but if you can kind of make it a little more succinct, but why should physical therapists know and understand the power of an effective copy? It's extremely important for physical therapists to understand the power of effective copy for a couple reasons. One, we are all in the business of sales. That's what Daniel Pink said. <laughs> we are we are all uh -huh. sales salespeople. We are sales a woman, sales man, salesperson. We are all selling. Name anyone. The teacher has to sell the importance of a great education. Every day. <laughs> Every day. To 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 his or her students. Sure. The parent has to sell the fact that you need to live a, a life of integrity and truth and being the best person you can be to that child every single day. The, the, the pastor or priest has to sell the importance of living the moral and ethical life. We are all selling. The faster we embrace the fact that we're selling, the faster we could, we could actually learn and use proper selling principles. So a physical therapist, you're selling for what we discussed before, ultimately a better quality of life. And if you're not if you're not introducing your your products, your services, and marketing them properly, and having a sell a sales process to acquire new clients, and 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 retain clients that you already have, then you're not going to be in business for too long. At all. And if you are if you're a physical therapist that works within within a within a practice that's not doing that. If that practice is not in business too long, you, you're going to be out of a job and you're right. going to be. <laughs> That's true. Even so, if you're let's let's just take out the fact, let's say you don't even own your practice. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, or let's yes. say you work in a hospital. Exactly. And and these principles aren't being taught to you as a staff therapist in a hospital or in an outpatient clinic. I mean, are you missing the boat a little bit? Big time. Yeah. Because what happens is that let's use the person that's working at a hospital. Mm -hmm. If the hospital is not training you how to properly speak with your with your patients, mm -hmm. how to be this is the word that's very important, kind to your patients. If and, and, and I hate to say the fact that they have to teach you how to be kind, but some people need to be taught how to be kind. That's true. I would agree and, with that. And something. So, some something my girlfriend always always say is that you gotta be gentle, mm. and 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 she has helped helped me become even more gentle, and and you know speaking with her and and just spending time with her, is that the fact that you have to be kind. If your hospital is not teaching you how to be kind and gentle and and willing to listen, listening skills, listening in order to understand instead of listening in order to respond. Well, wow, that's huge. Listening in order to understand versus just listening to respond. Exactly. That's big. That's, you know, and that's a skill and that takes practice. A lot of practice. Just like as if you were to take weights and, and do bicep curls to get stronger <laughs> biceps, you know, it's, it's listening. It's, it's a skill and it takes practice and, and it can be taught. It can be. It takes a lot of practice. Mm -hmm. And if you're not learning these things and all of these 
what we just discussed have to do with sales. Because once again, people do business with people and they buy people and they buy people that they know, like and trust. So if the hospital is not teaching these things and patients come in and they are not having a great experience, therefore, they're not going to come back. Sure. There are other options. Exactly. Especially nowadays, you just go on Google, you'll find many different options. Mm -hmm. But it's that is that human connection, once again, that makes the big difference. Because I could be I could go to a hospital that's an hour away from me and I receive the best care ever. I love the people there. They smile. They they offer me water when I walk in. They offer me coffee and they, they know my name. If I had the choice of going to a hospital five minutes away from me, that's a horrible experience. I'd rather drive that one hour. Yeah, and it's important to note that people are willing to travel for a service that they find valuable. Exactly. And it's all about building value in anything that you do. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Um, okay, so we talked about uh, how to kind of tap into the language of their ideal clients, right? I think yes. we talked about that. We, we, we spoke about that. Yeah, we talked about that. Um, it, yeah, go ahead. The, the one thing I want to make sure that we, we, we talk about as yeah. well is the call to action. Yes. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> Duh. So that's a big okay. part. I was going to say, what, yes. what are we missing from this yeah. copy? I will make sure we don't miss that. Yes. It's, it's the call to action. So so let's talk about the call to action for healthcare practitioners. I mean, I feel like a lot of people think, well, isn't it a no-brainer? Like, don't they just know? Do you actually have to put that on your website? You have to. You have to. You have to let you you have to let the any anyone visiting your website or even anyone reading your brochure. You have to let them know at the end of that brochure, what do you want them to do? Do you want them to call you? Do you want them to email you? Do you want them to go on your calendar and make an appointment for a free consultation? What exactly do you want that person to do? The person at the, You've written all these wonderful things. You've done all this research. But there has to be an action the person has to take. And that action is, 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 is something that's very important. Because you do not want to present many actions at one time. Mm, got <laughs> you it. do not you do not want to tell them, call me, text me, email me, find me on Periscope, <laughs> find me on Facebook. Here I am on Twitter. Here, I, yeah. Too much. Too much. Okay. You want the, you want the action to be very direct and very gentle, and that's 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 what separates separates the sales salesy right. with 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 the friend because you want to you want when you have a friend you speak with the friend if you if you have a friend for example your best friend if you want her to text you'll say please text me it's it's better than say text me now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's more of a demand text me now but if you say please text me that's more gentle and it tells you exactly what you want to do It's direct right so at the bottom of your website you don't want a big blinking thing that says email me now email me now no you do not want that uh -huh. and one of and when speaking of website with 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 the call to action button oh yeah where do you, where does that go with, with 
it it it, it needs to go somewhere that people actually see it. Mm-hmm. You don't want it to be somewhere hidden. So do you suggest it to be like above the fold or? It depends on the style that of the template you're using. Uh-huh. But it needs to. It doesn't need to be intrusive. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's the one suggestion I would tell you because it's there's different ways of thinking of it and different people will say different things. But what I like to just say is the fact that you do not want it to be intrusive. It needs to be non-intrusive. But at the same time, it's seen and it's prominent. For example, its color can be different from everything else. Because the moment you go there, you'll see it. You may not click on it right away, but you'll see it. It's there. And one one tip that I will I will share with your audience is the fact that your call to action needs to be first person. It needs to be first person. We're going back to the individual again. Mm-hmm. For example, for uh, for a physical therapist, your call to action can be even the button. It can be help me with my pain. That's that's very di- direct and gentle, mm-hmm. but it's 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 them. It's speaking to them. It's, it's them. Help me with my pain. It's first language. Mm-hmm. First person language. Versus what would be not a good way to say it. Versus saying, um, um, come to our office now, for example, mm-hmm. and click mm-hmm. on this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for example, on my website, I have help my child. Once again, I know who my, my avatar is. Yeah. It's the mother. Yeah. Help my child. That speaks more to, to, their, to their subconscious than get a tutor now. Yes, I see. I see what you mean. Absolutely. You understand? Yes, yes, I do. So that that's what I, when it, when it comes to that button, that's that's exactly what I suggest is that using first person language because once again, it's not about you; it's about them owning the fact that they're taking this action. You're not forcing them. You're not basically nudging or pushing them to do it. You're just saying, "Help my pain," or. Help me become less. Help me improve my, my life. Help improve me my life. Yeah. So, something that speaks to them. Going back again to the benefits, it could say reduce my pain or improve my mobility. Mm-hmm. Wow. You could use that right on your website, Aaron. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving not, it to you. I'm doing. I'm doing it. You just said it. I'm doing it. I'm putting improve it off. Improve my mobility. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm redoing my website as we speak. So, okay. so there, there are different things that you do because once you do it, and I'm telling you, you will increase your conversion mm-hmm. of actually people that 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 take that action. Even if it's a form you want them to complete, if it's um, if it's their email address that you you you're looking to have to, in order to build that relationship, mm-hmm. that that call to action button is extremely important. And I not I tell anyone. Use first-person language. Use first-person language, right? It, it could be five, ten years from now. I, I think you'll hear the same thing. Use first-person language. Yeah, that's a that's a great piece of advice. It, it's something I would have never thought of in a million years. You know, yeah. and and now that I think about it, looking over some websites that I know that I go to a lot, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what they have. And I didn't, I guess, do you not even, like obviously in a subconscious way, you you realize that, right? But when when you're just reading it, you don't think, oh, they're speaking directly to me. 
Exactly. Exactly. Got and we've it. all made the mistake. I've made the mistake before. You know, until I started really focusing on my ideal client. Mm-hmm. I that's something I never got. I never understood sure. until I started focusing on Lisa, my ideal client. So, so it, it, not to kind of harp on this call to action, but I think it's important. So instead of your call to action being book your appointment now, <laughs> that would be kind of maybe not the best way to do it. That I would right? not suggest that. You would not suggest and especially, that. Especially with the now. Very, that was very diplomatic. I would not suggest that. <laughs> I would not suggest that at all. Got and it. You, you do not want to say book your appointment now. I would not suggest you do that. You know, and now that I think about it, when I think of some of the email, because, you know, we're all inundated with emails mm-hmm. hundreds a day for some people. And, and you get some of these emails of lists that you've signed up for X amount of years ago, months ago, weeks ago. And that's, I think, what it is. That's what bothers me. It's like they're yelling at me to sign up for something. And exactly. no one wants to be yelled at. No one. And you can feel the yelling in a text. Uh, uh, absolutely, I can feel it. I just opt out of, I just opt out of, a, of a thing today because I'm like, why is this person sending me like, I, I feel like it's, why are they yelling at me all the time? Exactly. And that's exactly what it's like. Yeah, but and it, if that the- does not feel good. And if they were using your language and being a little bit more gentle or a little mm-hmm. more kind, then you'll be more willing to even read the email. And the e- yeah. 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 I mean, there are some people whose emails I enjoy reading. I enjoy reading Selena Sue's emails. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're on her email list or not, but no, she's she has lovely emails. And I think because she's very kind with her emails or like Marie Forleo. Mm-hmm. Same thing, you know. Um, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's what so, it is. That's what yes. I don't like. <laughs> and if I don't like it, then I'm sure people who are in pain trying to seek you out, well, they're not going to like it either. They're not going to like it. They're not going to like it. They want no. someone to be able to gently, gently move them from where they are to where they ultimately want to be. Absolutely. Again, going back to... What we said earlier about you, you're finding out what, what they need and then providing that solution. And exactly. not, not necessarily because people say, I want X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. but it's up to you to find out what they need. And it's different, right? Exactly. And what my, when, it comes, when it comes to sales, uh-huh. I define need and want differently. Mm. Because when what you need, because everyone have needs. Sure. Everyone have needs, and and I'll and I'll speak from when it comes to not not with my copywriting practice, but with with my tutoring practice. Mm-hmm. At nine out of ten parents would love to have a tutor come to their home. Sure. And work with their child one on one. They don't need to worry about it. There, the need is there, but it's who wants it. Who want that service? Because just because someone need a service doesn't mean they can afford it. Sure. Doesn't mean that they're willing to make the, the sacrifice to have the service. But when someone have a need, but they have a want, the want even is even more powerful. Mm-hmm. Because Lisa wants her tutor because she want to save time. She, wa- she wants to be less stressed when she has to do homework with her with her child. 
she wants to focus on other things. Not that her child's education is not important, but she wants to focus on other things in the household to make sure that her child's eating. If she has a husband, the husband, she's spending quality time with the husband. And at the end of the day, she could come and review the work that the child has done with her tutor and spend, spend, let's say, 15 minutes with her child instead of an entire two hours of doing homework. Sure. Because at the, end of, at the end of the day, what we're selling is academic peace of mind for the child and the parents. So that's how I define need and want. You can need it. You, you can have the need, but you, you may not be willing to do what you need to do to fulfill that need. Mm -hmm. But when you want it, you will make it happen. So in your copy should sort of reflect that. Exactly. Right? Exactly. You present, you already present the need, but mm -hmm. now you're speaking to the people that want it. Got it. Got it. And yours, and, and I think it's also important to say that it's important to find going back to that ideal customer. It's important to know that ideal customer because you can't be everything to everyone. Exactly. If, right? you, if you're everything to everyone, you're, you're, you're <laughs> nothing yeah. to anyone basically. Yeah. And you, you, and, and that's why it's very important. That's why we went back to the ideal client mm -hmm. because we know who we're talking to. We went to the research, mm -hmm. focus on the benefits, and we 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 actually position ourselves as an authority, and then have that call to action because the benefits we present are the, for the people that want it. Do you want these benefits? This is what we have to offer. Right, and and you know we are pretty much out of time, and I was going to ask you if you wouldn't mind wrapping things up, but I think you just did. <laughs> I think that was perfect. But let's say it so, one more time. Let's go over that formula one more time before we, we finish this out and find out where people can get in touch with you. So please, the formula one more time. Not a problem. Number one is defining your ideal client or your ideal avatar. Know who exactly you're, you're speaking to or with. And number two is doing research. Research, 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 and more research in order for you to find what's keeping this ideal client up at night. And in your case, it's pain. Sure. See, we speak, we speak literally, about Literally, literally. The, the pain point, but it's literally pain. Yeah. Keeping, up, keeping them up at night. And number three, focusing on the benefits that you can provide. What are the benefits of getting rid of, these pain, of this pain? And we spoke about you know, pain reduction, improved mobility, reduces the need for surgery and prescription and decrease stress, mm -hmm. decrease anxiety, and therefore improving their quality of life. And number four, placing, position yourself as an authority, as an authority in your field, not just with your, with your fancy degrees or certifications, but with your story. Mm -hmm. Stories are extremely powerful. And within those stories, that's how you build a connection with your prospects. Because once again, they're not buying literally the service, they're buying the person behind the service or behind the product, and that's you. And you could position yourself as, as an authority, very, very kind, very, very kind and gentle, in a very kind and gentle way. And number five, the call to action. What exactly do you want them to do? Do you want them to sign up for email list? Do you want them to call your office and make an appointment? Do you want them to um, put basically sign up in your calendar for for free consultation? What exactly do you want? What what's the end game?
And be clear That's, about that. And be very clear and simple. Mm-hmm. The more clear and simple you, you are, the easier it is for people to do it. And do not give them 10 different things to do at one time. Just one. Just one. Just one. And don't yell. Don't, yes, do not yell. Be kind and gentle. Be kind and gentle and, and first-person language. First-person language. Got if it. Have a website with, the, with, with your call to action button, first-person language. You'll be amazed how that changes things. Amazing. Well, I mean, everything you gave was just gold. So now where can people get in touch with you if they want to find out more about you and, and they want to ask you more questions or have you help them write their copy? Yeah, that's <laughs> you could find me on Facebook. It's Ram as in Robert. It's R as in Roberts. Ram JB. R as in Robert. O as in Operation. M as in Master. J as in Job. B as in Boy. That's Ram JB. That's that's my that's my name on Facebook. And on Instagram, you'll find me as at Ram R O M underscore J B. And my email address, would you like that as well? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you could, if, if, my you, email if, if you're willing to give it out. I don't want to twist your arm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind. My email address is R as in Robert, O as in Operation, M as in Master, U as in Undergrad, A as in Access, L as in Love, J as in Job, B as in Boy, at gmail.com. That's R-O-M-U-A-L-J-B at gmail.com. Great. Well, this was wonderful. I know I got a lot out of it. I am definitely going to be taking a hard look at the copy that I am writing for my website for sure. Um, and thank you for your time. This was really great. I, 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 I truly, truly appreciate it and appreciate you for coming on. It, it, it's, it literally was my pleasure, Karen. And thank you for inviting me in, in your wonderful uh, person. Oh, thank you. And believe me, I'll have you on anytime. <laughs> anytime anytime anyway everyone thanks so much for listening i don't even say i hope you got a lot out of this i know you got a lot out of this have a great week and stay healthy wealthy and smart